The book of Ecclesiastes was written by a wise man, not one of the three wise men who visited the manger. He lived several hundred years before them. But in his own time, he was a wise man who spent his life laboring to acquire knowledge and wealth. But after he had acquired both, he groaned. He groaned vanity of vanities. He had everything, and yet this is what he said. He said, I detested all the fruits of my toil under the sun, because I must leave them to the one who is to come after me. And who knows whether that one will be wise or a fool. Yet that one will take control of all the fruits of my toil and wisdom under the sun. He realizes, after having acquired everything, that he has an even deeper desire a desire to give it away. But he's in anguish because he doesn't know whether his children or his political successors will know how to value what he's toiled so arduously to gain. He fears that it all might be wasted on them. If we look into our own hearts, we'll find a similar desire, even deeper than the desire to acquire, is the desire to give. So we spend our lives searching for a worthy place to give our gift. Think about your search for a job. It's true that on the one hand, you're looking for something that will pay you well and will offer a good working environment and, and good benefits. But even deeper, there's a desire to find a cause to give your life to, something that's worth your sweat and your blood. Or when you're searching for a husband or a wife, it's true, you're looking for someone that you're attracted to, that you compliment and who compliments you. And yet, even deeper, you're looking for someone you can lay down your life for. The Magi had this restless desire. They were men gifted with wisdom and riches. And yet, they weren't content to enjoy those things for themselves. They had this deep desire to do something with their gifts, to give them away. And then, in this little child in Bethlehem, they find one worthy to give everything, without hesitation and without reserve. The Gospel says they were overjoyed at seeing the star. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Notice that before they opened their coffers, they prostrated themselves before him. Their first gift is the gift of themselves. They lay down their lives before him. And that's the only fitting gift that they could give in response to the one who was giving their life, his life to them. You know, when the Emperor Constantine moved the capital of the Roman Empire from Rome to Constantinople in the year 330, he sent caravans of treasures ahead of him. And in just six years, an insignificant town was transformed into a splendid capital as the treasures of the empire poured in. Statues and marble columns from all sorts of temples around the empire. Books, legions of soldiers, the whole imperial court preceded him there. But when the Son of God took up his residence among us, 
he left the treasures of heaven behind. He came naked and empty-handed. He himself was the only gift that he brought. And he truly did make a gift of himself. He was born in Bethlehem, and you know that Bethlehem means house of bread. He became for us the bread of life. He gave his body and his blood to be our true food and our true drink. The Magi see him, and by a gift of faith, they understand. And so before they open their coffers, they lay down their lives before him. They pay him love for love, life for life. And that's what the Lord wants. He wants your heart more than your treasures or anything else you could give him. He wants your heart. And yet after laying down their lives, the Magi do give him their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And if we understand what each gift represents, we'll understand that those are three ways that we can give. They represent three ways that we can give our lives to the Lord. The first is the gift of gold. And we might ask, well, what does the God who created the universe want with our treasure, with our money, with our gold? And the answer is that many times our money is the way to our heart. Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I heard someone say once, and I think it's true, the way to your heart is through your pocket. As human beings, we aren't pure spiritual beings like angels. We live in a material world and we form part of it. And so any authentic gift of self is going to involve giving of our possessions. We can't pretend to give God our heart without also giving him our time, our treasure, our talent. So even though he needs nothing from us, he's pleased when we give generously from what we have. How do we give to God who now has risen to heaven? Well, we can give to the church who's his body on earth. And we can give to the poor. Jesus so identifies himself with the poor and he loves them so intimately that whatever we do for the poor, he regards it as done to himself. He said to his disciples at the very end of his life, whatever you do unto the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you do unto me. So by being generous to the poor, we can be generous with the Lord. We can give him our gift. A second treasure, the second treasure that was offered to the Lord is frankincense, which was used in Israel's worship in the temple. Each year, the high priest would enter the Holy of Holies and he would burn incense before the Lord. And so by bringing incense, to the, to the Christ child in the manger, the Magi recognize that he is both God and priest. It's interesting, isn't it, that they don't burn the incense before him. They give him the incense for him to burn because they recognize that he's the true priest. He's God who became man to offer for the first time true worship to the Father. And he's the one who would offer on behalf of all humanity on the cross 
the perfect act of worship. And he's the one who teaches us to worship in spirit and truth. And so our worship is the second gift that we offer the Lord. And it should be like incense. There are two qualities to incense. First, it's burned up. And second, it's fragrant. So it's burned up. Worship always involves sacrifice. Candles are burned down. Incense is burned up. The Lord's blood is poured out. And that should be our attitude, especially when we come to Mass, because Mass is an act of worship. It's a time for us to give our gift to the Lord. Of course, He's never outdone in generosity. And when we come to give our gift, He gives us more than we give Him. But still, our attitude should should be that we come here to offer our worship to the Lord. And so our first thought shouldn't be, did I like the music? Did I like the homily? Was I comfortable in my pew? Our attitude should be, Lord, here I am. I'm coming here to offer you worship because you deserve it. And the second quality of incense is that it's fragrant. Well, if you can sing beautifully, sing out. There's a psalm that says, play loudly with all your skill. If you're like me and you can't carry a tune, well, then the Lord just has to be content with our, us singing with our whole heart. But if you can sing well, sing out. Mother Teresa used to say, do something beautiful for the Lord today. So this is our second gift, the second way that we have to give our hearts to the Lord, the gift of worship. The final gift that the Magi bring before the child Jesus is myrrh. And myrrh was used to anoint a body for burial. So by the gift of myrrh, the Magi anticipate our Lord's sacrificial death already from the time of his birth. We can imagine what the Virgin Mary would have felt when she recognized what it was that they were giving him. And this is the third gift that we can offer to the Lord. Our suffering. Psalm 116 says, Precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his Holy One. Our suffering is precious in the eyes of the Lord. That doesn't mean that he delights to see us suffer. On the contrary. And yet, there's something about suffering that draws from us the sweetest acts of love and trust. And so it's the way that the Lord has given us to give ourselves back to Him. Are you suffering? Are you sick? Do you struggle to sleep at night? Has someone betrayed you? Offer your suffering to the Lord. United to His cross. Your suffering is not futile. It can become an offering to the Lord. More fragrant than incense and more precious than gold. We all have the desire, don't we, to give a gift, to make our life a gift? Well, the wise men marked out for us these three ways, these three paths of giving ourselves back to God. By giving of our treasure, by giving of our worship, and by offering Him our suffering. So let's ask the Lord as this new year begins, Lord, what is the gift that you've given me? to give back to you. I want to make my life a gift to you. What is the gift that you've given me?
give it away.